Well, good evening, everybody. So glad you're a part of our a midweek gathering tonight. We're going to have a great time today. Our topic today is the avoided conversation. And Apostle John and Nico is with me tonight, and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. We're going to pray here in a moment, and then, uh, but first, I'm going to read a quick scripture. And tonight, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different variety of topics, from racism to whatever you want to talk about. And so, what I want you to do is, I want you to go ahead and get your questions together. Go ahead and get uh, uh, just whatever you want to talk about. Get that prepared, and then. On Pastor Nico's stream and on our stream, we'll be monitoring both of those and uh, uh, list some questions. We're going to be talking about racism. Um, we're going to be talking about everything you think of. So go ahead and get ready, and we'll have we'll have question and answers. But first, let's read a scripture, uh, Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. It is like the fine oil on the head running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion for the Lord has appointed or commanded a blessing. And the unity is so important and powerful uh, in your everyday life and in the entire world. So tonight we're going for unity. Everybody say unity. unity. We're going for unity. So I put that, drop that in the comment section, unity. And that's what we want to spread tonight. We want to spread the love of Christ. We want to spread unity all over the entire world. So we're excited to have Pastor John and Nico with us tonight. We love you, and we're excited for what God's going to speak through both of us. And um, let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to grab my cell phone and uh, pull up our stream here, and we will uh, answer questions and whatnot. Let's see. Here we go. All right, Pastor Nico, let's start off. Um, While I pull up my stream here, guys, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this incredible opportunity to come together with your people uh, to celebrate your goodness, celebrate your joy, celebrate your gladness, to celebrate unity. Father, we thank you, Lord, for those that are going to join us here locally and across the world. Father, we thank you for a, for a, a, a clear understanding. Lord, let there be an articulation go forth tonight from the pulpit into the homes of your people Father, we ask you, Lord, to speak through us. We, Lord, we die to ourselves. We die to our opinions. And, Father, we ask you, Lord, to speak. Speak. Shake us, Father. Shake us to the bone and let your word permeate the airwaves tonight, Father. We thank you, Lord. We bind the spirit of confusion. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your spirit's going to move tonight father all across america and unity is going to be released for such a time as this in jesus name amen and amen well we're so glad you guys are joining us uh, on our on our uh facebook stream and on pastor nico's facebook stream welcome 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 and so let's start off tonight and let's just talk about the elephant in the room, shall the we? Now, the elephant in their room, uh, in, not ours. In their room, and so <laughs> let's just let's just let's just talk about this because you know what? Now it's been four weeks, yes, three weeks. We've been talking about George Floyd. You no, know, I've been talking about it from our pulpit. I know Apostle has as well, and and you know um, I'm a white guy, um, but I'm Are black. You? But I'm black. <laughs> but, but 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 for real though, you know, in the kingdom, there's no color. And, 
There you go. Come on. In the kingdom, there's no color. So it's not a white thing and it's not a black thing. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. The kingdom thing. And so, but we're, so we're coming together tonight to uh, release the kingdom of God. But there's questions, there's conversations mm-hmm. that we have to have as, bo- as the body, as believers, as leaders. Um, you know, one of the things that I always think about, or what I always hear is Sunday is the most segregated uh, time in America. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that? So everyone that's watching, why don't you put some answers there? Why is why is Sunday morning the most segregated time in America? Why is that? Make some comments there, guys. What what, well, what do you? One of the things I wanted to um, make mention because you know I um I'm I'm a daughter I'm I'm a son uh, of the Most High God. That's right. And I was riding in the middle of the boat, and and when I say about riding in the middle of the boat. You had all of America saying Black Lives Matter. And here I am, this little black girl refused to say right. Black Lives Matter. Right. And it wasn't because it didn't matter, because right. it did. But I was the one sitting on the wall, standing in the boat, in the middle of the water, saying, I'm a child of the king. God said, I sent my son that whomsoever will. Mm-hmm. He sent my son for whosoever. whosoever. Believe it in him. He died for whomsoever. So whomsoever is, is, is not with boundaries of color. Yeah. So I was the one, if 99.9 of the world was going that Black Lives Matter, I was going to be that one saying all lives matter, right? Until God himself, not Jesus, but God himself came and shared this with me. So while I'm sitting here and I'm holding on to it because I want to be the one to say, guys, all lives matter. Stop. And, and I understand the anger of oh, yeah. of us, of the African-Americans. I understand the, the letdown, the hurt, the pain. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody listening. Don't be calling me talking about, okay, I understand. Because I too, <laughs> I have African-American sons. Yeah. I constantly cover Marquis and DeAndre, you know, and my grandsons in the blood of Jesus and my husband to come home safe to me because it's a reality. But when I was, I, w- I just, I, I, after every Sunday morning service, hey guys, I, I, I ended, I, remember all lives matter. After oh, Wednesday midweek service, I'm saying, hey guys, all lives matter. And then one Sunday, I matter, and it wasn't long ago, just uh, Sunday before last, I was on my way to work Monday morning. And God said, hey daughter, I appreciate you keeping the essence of what my son came for. Mm. All lives. He said, and I'm going to tell you, blow my mind, because he know how I am. If it ain't Jesus, don't give me nothing else. I don't want your opinion. I don't want your sidebar conversation. Give me the Bible. And he said, hey, God, God told me, hey, daughter. He said, you remember when I chose Moses? This is going to bless you, because it blessed me. He said, you remember when I chose Moses to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go? He said, you got to remember before the, the fa- before uh, uh, Pharaoh and, and Joseph got real close, there was a famine in the land. Joseph went from the pit to the palace. You know, he had all these steps. And then he became second in command. Then I told Moses, you know, okay, before then, I had told Moses to let my people go. So then there was raised up where Pharaoh had favor with him. So every nationality had mm-hmm. came to Egypt. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the Egyptians then, the Israelites. There probably was some Philistines and some all of these different people that needed to survive there because Pharaoh had let down his guard mm-hmm. and let people come to trade, mm-hmm. basically. He said, and then when Pharaoh died, they rose another Pharaoh that didn't care about that, what he said. So then these people became slaves. They were in bondage. He said, and then they, I heard the cry of my people. He said, I chose Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Mm-hmm. He said, I chose the man that didn't have, and this is going to help you even with Floyd. It, he said, I chose the man that didn't matter. He wasn't famous. He wasn't, you know, the profound man. And same thing. He said, so I told Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And he said to me, daughter, look, this is what I'm trying to say. 
I could have said, because just like now, you know some people in, in the white race that white have white on white prejudice, mm -hmm. just like they have black on black prejudice, mm -hmm. because one of the elephants in the room is why uh, black lives matter now when black people killing black people. Yeah, right. Okay. So then God said, but there were some Egyptians there that wasn't treated right mm -hmm. by Egyptians. Yeah. But that wasn't my problem. Mm -hmm. There was some Philistines there. There was some uh, 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 Jews there. There was all kinds. He said, but I turned the light on the Israelites. And I told Moses to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He said, this is the same instance. Mm -hmm. He said, what you see going on in America, I said in my word, I'll make what the devil meant for bad turn for good Amen. and he said now i am shining a light on the african-americans like i did with the israelites because yes they had other people that were going through he said matter of fact when pharaoh let the people go some of the egyptians came with them because they didn't want to be there they didn't want to go through what they had been going through he said that you just didn't see it because it wasn't prevalent or it wasn't so prominent in the bible but there were people there he said but at this point right now daughter i need you to be able to say Black Lives Matter because God, your father, is shining a light on the injustice of African American. So it's not that I'm not saying all lives matter, but right now I am particularly shining a light like I did with the children of Israel mm -hmm. on this situation. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, which has just been two weeks, I've been saying Black Lives Matter. Amen. But he had to walk me through it yeah. to make sense. And yeah. he said what he said, and the reason why black people ain't just started getting killed. This ain't just started happen. He said, but the enemy meant COVID bad, COVID-19. He said, the enemy meant for y'all bad. He said, but I knew I was going to turn this situation where everybody stood still, watch this TV, watch the computer, watch the internet, and I got your attention. Yeah. And he said, and so since I got their attention, now you understand what they've been trying to say for almost 400 years. Man, I don't want to be better than you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be bigger than you. I just want to be equal. Mm -hmm. Can we eat from the same table? Can I drink from the same cup? Matter of fact, can I go get a loan like you go get it and they don't give me a higher interest rate? Matter of fact, can I go get a car and they sell it to me the way they would sell it to you? I'm just asking for equality. I don't want you to make me bigger, better. I just want to be and so God showed me that he said, I, 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 and so the only way that we can get it is that I had to shine a light on what was going on across this nation so that you can get it. Amen. You know, I have told, uh, I've been saying since the, this happened, uh, black lives matter. Yeah. Um, now in previous years, mm -hmm. I didn't say that mm -hmm. my stance was all lives matter. So that was my stance for a long, long time. And then when George Floyd happened, um, when George, when the, the situation with George Floyd happened, I, uh, it was, it was different. It, it felt different. It, it was different. We can all agree with it. it was How dare. Yeah. You sit here and kill this guy and we're going to take color away. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was even a white man yeah. in front of the nation, nation and he cries out mama. Mom, yeah. And that let me know that 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 was the like there was no God there there was no compassion there there was no love there there was mentally and I'm sitting here watching the other people saying that's enough stop yep. and then he situated his body yeah. like I'm gonna dig in yeah. and so that made not just uh, African Americans do you see how many Caucasian brothers and sisters that's angry upset mad, angry. and mad yeah. at this situation yeah. and so that let me know okay so. We want to run forward and say, you know, the, the white supremacists and all that. And we know that it exists. Yeah. But you also have some white people that are saying, I feel your pain. That's right. 
That's I right. understand your hurt. And not only that I'm going to feel it, but I'm going to be one that speak for you too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show up to the rally too. Yeah. I'm going to walk with you too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that made God say, see, I am in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We rallied before. Yeah. yeah. We, we've done things before, yeah. but you can actually see. And so even that Sunday, Sunday before, because I'm looking at it and, and I'm just being honest, you know, and, and, and just bottom line, this is my truth. Um, I'm like, Lord, they're just doing too much. They this, they, oh Lord, look at them. They're just acting like a bunch of, you know, I'm not listening. This my this our segment, right? Acting like a bunch of niggas. That's what they okay. <laughs> and then God say, Well, watch what I do. Mm. So he said, I, I kept waiting for the church. I kept yeah. waiting for and not that it didn't happen, but I hadn't seen it. Right. Right. And so I said, God said, strengthen that remain. He said, I said in my word, I need you to pick it up. Well, two or three gather. Mm. It don't take a whole bunch. Mm-mm. I'm gonna be a God in the midst. So I called because we've been having virtual church. Mm. I said I wasn't gonna resume to regular church to July, and I called the intercessors. I called uh, 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 the intercessors to come for church service. But God said this is gonna be unusual, and didn't even know it was the, the Pentecost mm-hmm. Sunday or whatever it was. Yeah. And so, uh, and we and we prayed, and we, what we prayed, we we put a trajectory on it. We focused in what we wanted God to do, and I just used the principles in each intercessor. Whatever you bind on earth, yes. We'll be blind in heaven. Right. And whatever you, I said, so we need to start binding this hatred. Yep. We need to start binding these, the thieves and all of, we need to stop binding and let love abide. And we started binding. And I promise you that night when we, when we started watching TV, all of that subsided, the looting subsided. <clears throat> all of the next day, that Monday, we started seeing it turn a corner. And I called him, I said, if my people mm-hmm. who are called by my name yeah. would humble themselves and pray. I said, and I'm not saying we were the only one praying, but when we got up in this house, yeah. And we started a house fire. That's right. God hand began to move and start curving some of the situations and holding back some of that other stuff because we use the principle of the word. God don't want all that other stuff we're talking. He said, remind me of my word so I can watch over and perform it. So that was one of the things that God was really, really, and I give him the glory because I can actually see Mm -hmm. that even though it looks horrible, I do see the ending before I I see it coming to where God is going to get the glory at the end. Yeah. You know, because even some little things been implemented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. You know, I, you know, I was, I was saying, you know, I, that's what I was saying before. What in Ferguson? Ferguson. You yes. know, when Ferguson happened, all lives matter, and that's what I was saying. You know, and and um, then I was watching, you know, even the looting and what happened there and all that kind of stuff. And so then when this happened, it was just different. It was different. And so I immediately put on my Facebook page, Black Lives Matter. And, and and all of a sudden, but the conversation turned into turned into this from from the Caucasian perspective. Mm-hmm. So you're supporting an organization. Wow. No. That's, so they no. came for you. So with so, that? That, so that so that was that's what was the question was. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you supporting the organization? No. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm making a statement mm-hmm. that Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And 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 as and as as men and women of God, mm-hmm. we already know all lives matter. That's right. That's that's a given. Jesus Jesus went to the cross for everybody. For everybody. So that's a given. So as a man of God, you should already know my integrity and my character, and you should know that I know all lives matter. But in this certain circumstance and situation, Black Life matters. Black Lives Matter. And so I saw we've been in the back in um, last November, uh, the prophets were starting to talk about how. Uh, we've entered into a new era. We've entered into a new era. We've entered into a new era. Mm-hmm. And I always had always, always always felt during that time frame um, that that was a little premature for mm-hmm. prophets to begin speaking that. I even said, and when I said it, I was like, oh, I wish I'd go back and take that back because it was, it was just premature. And a lot of folks were going off the Hebraic calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
But I really believe this COVID-19 has brought us into a new era. And then when George Floyd happened, there was another shift. Was another and that shift. shift is bringing reformation. Yes. And, and I really believe that we're beginning to, we're starting to see um, even uh, reform happen mm-hmm. in the um, legal field, in the, in the, in the uh, prison reform, and, and, and even in um, the police departments in the cities. Yes. They're bringing reform. So, mm-hmm. but, there's the, but what should have happened a long time ago. A long time ago. And they're taking ownership. Yeah. They're yeah, taking finally. ownership. And not only is bringing uh, the, the, the reformation of it and reforming things, they're going back mm-hmm. and making mm-hmm. their wrongs right. Right. They're going back, you know, and, 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 and tracking it. They're saying, hey, this guy had 12 cases. This guy had 14. Right. Oh, so, so now, not only they in trouble, let's go talk to the police chief. Let's go talk to the commissioners. Why this wasn't taken care right. of? Because a lot of times, head up, you know, it's just like you and I, we, if we sit under, we're governing under uh, another apostle. Mm-hmm. But if we're not having one uh, conversations right. and constant conversations, they really don't know don't what's know going what's on going. unless they come and say, okay, well, Pastor John, what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. Apostle Jay, what's going on with that? Well, why is this going on? But if they're not constantly coming down and visiting, we can basically do what we want. That's and that's right. kind of like with the police uh, commissioner and the police chief. If they're not really on top of it, then these things they, it is, yeah. they go through the court cracks. Yeah. So now we're seeing, you know, people are saying, okay, now look, this should have been done here. So I am super, super excited that it's bringing that forward. And unfortunately, it took this young man to lose his life amongst the uh, countless of others, you know, but Nevertheless, it's not when it started, it's that it started. That's right. That's right. Um, if you're watching, uh, go ahead and get some questions. Polly, do you have any questions so far on your stream? Let me look on ours. I don't see any on mine yet. But if you have a question for us, go ahead and uh, comment below in your streams, and we'll answer any questions you may have. Um, the question that I proposed earlier earlier was, why do you think um, Sunday is the most segregated, it's called the most segregated day um, of the week? So if you have an answer or an opinion, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We'll have a mic available if you guys here in the audience would like to comment as well. Pastor John, yeah. I got to ask you. Sure. What, do they think it's going to be a white heaven and a black heaven and a black oh, heaven Lord, and an no. Asian heaven? No, we're all going to one heaven. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you started out saying that there's no color. No color. There's no sex. No. There's no nationality. Mm-mm. It's spirit. Spirit. And if they would just read the word, then they wouldn't be so confused about it. But we haven't done that. Exactly. We haven't read the word. The word is in our foundation. Yes. You know, and, and the, the Lord said that in New Testament, Jesus says, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, and loving your neighbor means I love you no matter what you look like. That's right. Skinny, fat, black, white, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, if I'm truly born of the kingdom, then I don't see color and I don't see, I don't see you as you. I see you as a, a, as a, as a uh, spirit being. Yes. And so let's, 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 Drill down some more um, about this. Um, so as, as a white person, mm-hmm. I know, I know there's, there's, there's racism on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. There's Democrats that are racist. There's Republicans that are racist. There are, there's, it's everywhere. Church racism. Church, preachers that are racist. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, how did we how how did the church why, how did the church get so far away from uh, unity? How did we how did we come this how did we get so far away from the true unity that's demonstrated in the Word of God? Well, one of the things, Pastor, I can't give you the answer of how we got here yeah. without giving you the history of yeah. how we got there. Let's do it. You know, so one day, you know, you and I, uh, we didn't wake up 
think I, I don't think I've never been prejudiced. Have you ever been? I've never been prejudiced, and that's because we wasn't taught that. Right. But in the history of me uh, being friends with people, or even counseling, or having a conversation, um, nobody woke up one morning and or were born saying, "I don't like white people," or mm -hmm. "I don't like black people." So you heard it, whether it was from Momo, Papa, Granny, or whoever, and they taught their kids, and now you that child, and they said, and then so they didn't ask the question unless this millennial will. Mm -hmm. But back then we didn't ask like, well, you you listening, you know, you know. Yeah. And so okay, you don't like that color, I don't like that color. Yep. And then now I teach it to my children, and you got generations of generations of generations on both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you how well I know it. I grew up in a home. Uh, my mom, my dad said to my brothers and sisters, don't you ever bring a white person home. You better not dot my dough. You better bring somebody that's my color look like I'm telling you the truth. That's my truth. And the only person my sister has ever been in love with was the white man. And her love of her life was snatched from her because my mother said, don't you ever bring that white boy home. Don't you ever bring a white man to my house. You understand me? My daddy drilled in them. Never. And I, if I wasn't careful, would drill into my children. Mm. Don't you ever bring no white person home, no Asian, no, I'm, I'm, I ain't just, I'm, I'm bring them here. And one day God said, you know better than what's taught, you don't like the way it feels. Mm. So how, and then I said, long as you, they love you. Mm. And so I started in my generation of saying, long as they love you. But my mama said, and my mama knew my sister was in love with this guy, but my sister was trying to sneak. And so when my mama on her dying bed, I'm talking about my mama, y'all can play with y'all if y'all want. She said, Karen, I know what you're doing. And Karen just like wanted to swallow her tongue. And she said, Mama, she said, don't play with me. But because she wanted to honor my mama, even in her death, she let that guy go. Mm. That she loved with everything, mm. and he loved her. And it was during a time in the 80s when it wasn't as popular as we see on every commercial and, <laughs> and every infomercial. But she let this guy that she loved, and she's still trying to find this love. She's still trying to experience that because grace was taught that you don't do it and so before we ever get to the church now we got people getting saved that really don't be reformed and it might be you transformed by the renewing of your mind and i great and i'm growing up yeah i say i'm saved i love god but i haven't thought about this thing that was my mom and my dad really mm. correct mm. so now i'm pastoring or i'm in church but i still keep the prejudice in my heart that i don't post a date or worship or fellowship with and so if you in that kind of place and you walk in a church and it's your church and they, they got black people in here oh this is not church for me i'm saved but i'm not delivered from the things that mm. has been taught to my spirit mm. we have a lot of people saved except that jesus christ is their lord and savior but have not been delivered from the things that has been bred and burned in their hearts minds and spirit about different races that's right so then we get to the pulpit and then we get to worship teams mm. and then now you have white white pastors that say i want my worship team to sound like that because it got soul but they can't be a part of nothing else in the church they can't be in in in, 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 in leadership they can't be a part of administration that show can't work in finances but you good to be a greeter and you good to work mm. in the kitchen and you good to sing same reformation it's the same thing in, in the African American church well we want the kind of flavor of all it because I like they worship they worship is really smooth but you can worship with me but you can't be administrator you mm -hmm. can't be and know you have it upon your life and so now we in church now we in church mm -hmm. 
with the president mindset, the prejudice mindset, what we grew up in and have not been delivered, set free and sanctified and actually get into the word of God and what God say about no color, no creed, no gender, there's no Jew. No, we don't get into that. I'm still operating under the covenant of what mommy and daddy said, what Momo and Popa said, and I'm not really, 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 really operating on the covenant of what Christ mm. said. Mama. And so now you get this in, 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 in church on Sunday. And so it's the most segregated time because we still have places that we need to be delivered, delivered from. And it starts in the heart. Mm -hmm. Washing comes from the inside out. And what it starts from is having a conversation and say, well, why do why you think they don't like the color of my skin? Yeah. Have you ever been around somebody and uh, did they ever tell you why mm -hmm. they don't like black people? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, if you got to know me, you yeah. would really know that whatever mama and papa said, because mama and papa told them, and then they great, great grandfather told them that. And then here you got in this generation. Yeah. They're saying, I think I want to get to know her. And so now you don't have no pull because they say it's 1% black is black. Amen. Mm -hmm. So now you see the, 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 the iteration of the black man with the white woman. And now they have these beautiful kids. And at one time it was a taboo. You don't show that. You don't say nothing. And so now you got the mean old white papa. Yeah. Gotta love his grandbaby, even though all blood ain't white. Mm -hmm. So now you see the heart kind of getting a little softer. And then now you got this 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 this, this beautiful black woman that says, "I want to see what this ivory skin feel like and talk like." And 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 they said they take care of real good care of their women. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. don't be mad at me that I'm saying what you're thinking. <laughs> Come on. And then they iterate, and then they have this baby, and then now Mama and Papa on both sides of the fence, the African Americans and the white people got to say, well, that is Susie's daughter, and that is Bobby's mm -hmm. son, and now I have to, I'm forced to love. Mm -hmm. I'm forced to mm -hmm. deal with my issues. Yeah. Now I'm forced to say, now, I mean, I like them black people, but I sure love my grandbaby. Mm -hmm. And then they understand that what was taught to them, right. it really wasn't the truth. Yeah. These people are not like that on both sides of the fence. That's I'm not right. just dealing with African-American and I'm talking about both sides Absolutely. of the fence. So now I find out Susan's okay to be my good friend. Mm. She's pretty cool. She laughs like me. She like fried chicken too. She <laughs> like watermelon too. And she ain't black. Yeah. And then I get to find out, oh, 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 Tabitha over here. Tabitha's pretty good. Baby, she'll show up to fight for you too, baby. She got your back. I found out there's some real good people to be my BFFs. And then I realized that I've been bamboozled. I've been hoodwinked. Yeah. Yeah. That they lied to me. They made me believe having a white friend or having a black friend was against the law. Mm -hmm. No, it was against the ra racism that we grew up in. Mm -hmm. And because they were mama and daddy or grandpa and momo that we chose to believe until we got to a place that we had to be spoon fed to accept it because somebody crossed over the fence and made a baby. Now you see it on TV, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, all the commercials. They think they're beautiful now. So now it's okay to have a white man with a black girl. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have a black girl with a white man because now, but the children are so beautiful. So when, if the children came out looking like what you thought they would look like, would they be beautiful then? Mm -hmm. Before you got to know not the color of their skin, but the content of their heart. Right. You know, and, and, and let's, let's, I love how what you just said about um, the old, the previous generations. And what, what spoke to me was it's ancient rules, ancient rules, ancient covenants, ancient decisions that were made back years ago that are passed down. It's, it's really generational curses. Now, I, and, and it's generational choices. Choices. Excuse, that's the word. Generational choices. Yes. And, and, and you, you have to, and you have to deal with it. And we haven't dealt with it in America for so long. And we, we elected a black president. Mm -hmm. 
and it still and was there. Still was, it was there. We never, never, never had the conversation. Never had the conversation. And um, and you know, I, I'm I'm not a, a I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. Let's put that out there. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a, I'm a spirit filled Christian who loves Jesus. I'm a child of God. All right. Um, and so so so, uh, I really don't like any of this since I've been alive. I didn't like any of the presidents that we've had. Um, but I know that my my my, my trust isn't in them. It's, not. it's in the Father, and I believe all of this this tension where we've come to a tipping point in America, and we're, we can either go one way or we can go to the other way. And God is really poking the church and asking, "Will you stand up and lead? Will you become my voice? Will you become my hands and feet?" Y'all talk about it. You say you love each other, but will you come together and 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 start a reformation? So how can we come together and do that? And that's the truth. The church is supposed to set the temperature. We live in this world, but we're not of this world. But we set the temperature of what will, what won't. We, 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 and we do it through prayer. We do it through prayer. Yeah. It's not a lot that you can have a conversation about at times. Sometimes it's on your face or on your knees that we didn't got so comfortable standing up and going to God, head to head. But how do you do that when I have prejudice in the church? Ain't nobody called her. We have spent 400 years or more trying to uh, tell somebody who they not. Mm. So we cannot actually focus in on the things that God wants us to focus in, being his voice, being the one that lead, being the one that rule, being the one that guide, because we still talk about, well, I don't know why John started the church. Ain't nobody, he should have still been over there with trial. Ain't nobody told, well, hi, Pastor Jay. Pastor Jay should have been, I'm just using us, but that's been going on in church for hundreds of years. So we have been bamboozled that this is ministry and we, we can't focus on what's real. So now you got black people killing each other. You got white people killing each other. You got all races killing each other and we still sitting here numb talking about girl look at her trying to prophesy I can't prophesy stuff out of wet paper bag and we still having that conversation instead of saying when we gonna have a house fire when we gonna have a prayer meeting when we gonna have a prayer ready when we gonna have a prayer parade when we gonna do this when we gonna actually be the voice the hand when we gonna be the body of Christ right. when we gonna actually put the feet to work and in the hands to move it we cannot do that if we still having conversations about girl I got a church church girl I'm just saying so we cannot stand up and do what God called us to do until we get our focus back on the cross, yeah. get our focus back on the word of yeah. God and not the religion of God. God ain't never asked us to be religion. He asked us to be in relationship. That's right. That's right. That's right. We've been talking about breaking containers and uh, at our church. This has been our theme the last couple of weeks. And, and that's one of the things that God is saying is I want, I want, I want you to break the container of how you think, how you, how you, how you think about each other. Uh, how you yes. even how you worship uh, break the container how you love people maybe you you love folks but maybe it's not a deep love yes. maybe it's a, a a surface love and god is saying break out of your container of normal what you think is, normal, you think is normal and move to the next level of where he has for us and the church has been stuck for so long and we re- she's doing church over there and i'm doing church over here and it's fine Fine. But when do we come together, we come together and when do we march together and when do we worship together? That's what's going to break the spirit break. of division and racism in the church. And if we're if we're talking about division, let's go a little deeper. What about the spirit, the, the offense that you have against your brother or sister? That's it. Because if you're trying to come go to church and have a move of God, quote unquote, he ain't going to do anything with your offense in your heart. Because all you're going to be focused on is what she wearing today. Oh, she shouldn't be wearing that today. Yes. Because you're focused on the person 
rather than your relationship with the father. And so that's what's been going on in America. The, the American church today is we're the American church is so focused on what it's building on the inside instead of what, what we should be focused on is building the kingdom on the outside. Yes. One of the things that we, we, I say constantly is that GCG build people, not buildings. Yeah. GCG build people, not buildings. Yeah. A sheep against sheep. God ain't never asked us to be. Matter of fact, when Jesus was walking around, I don't think it was just the synagogue that he went and taught in. He was on the side of the mountain. He was on the side of the water. He was in a boat. But we we have our own way that we want to do religion. Yeah. And we think, you know, we, we get to church on Sunday and, you know, and just speaking in a broad spectrum, all your furniture moved, the chairs that flipped over, your, your, your lights coming down, and then they go outside and cut somebody out. Mm-hmm. But we had to move a God. Where, where was that God at? Right. Because the Bible teaches me it's impossible to have an encounter with God and remain the same. Right. Right. But we think we, we want to be charismatic and do all of the X, Y, and Z, but our heart has not been postured to our God. So it's like you're saying, they're looking at what they got on, looking at this, then the other. Baby, when God had to look at you and clean you up, what if he would have said, well, I ain't going to clean her up or clean them up because look what they got on. Right. We got to remember where God found us at right. so that we can break the container and yeah. love them like Christ. Not our isms, not our schisms, but love them as Christ had called us to love them right where they are. Just like he found you. I That's mean, right. That's just right. like he found us. You know, the alabaster box. Mm. They thought she was crazy, crazy because she took this, uh, the most expensive thing sinner. she had, yeah. a sinner, and she broke it on him. And, and he's like, you know how much money we could have got? And then he wanted to talk about, you know, we could have fed some people. We could have, no, 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 self-centered. You thought about that money because you could have did something for yourself or something that you desired. Mm-hmm. But she said, all I had because I know he found me. And mm. You don't understand what he found huh. me at. You don't understand the cost. Mm. And so I gave him back mm-hmm. the most precious things I had. The most precious thing I had, my precious possession, is the all. The metaphor is that God said, I ain't asking you to give me all. I'm asking for you. That's right. Right where you at, doing what you're doing, how you are. So black and white, black and white. If I don't see, okay, you're not white. You're just a man. I'm not black. I'm just a woman. And I learned to love in that place then I'll show my children how to love in that mm-hmm. place. And they'll show their children how to love in that place. And if we don't learn to do that, then we'll be here five years, 10 years, 20 years from now. Maybe not you and I, but somebody else having the same conversation because we didn't get it. Mm. The Bible said love cover a multitude mm. of, of faults. But it, it's, it, and it's, it's bigger than you and I. Yeah. You know, I remember when I went to go get a house. I had to put $40,000 down on a house. But I know if there was a white woman, she wouldn't have to put 40000 And that's real talk. My Mercedes Benz, I had to put the X, Y, and Z about it. I talked to another girl. I ain't have to put that down. And she's younger than me and have a 500 credit score. I got a 765. So it's deeper than just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when that be the thing that changed, my child go to school, his, 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 um, uh, his, uh, what you call it? The, the college, um, dead, dead. Student loans is this amount, but then we went to the same class. We got the and yours, and oh, they forgave yours too. No, that's that's not fair. No. And we and, and so African Americans have got to have the conversation. We're not asking to be better, above, beneath. I'm not even dealing with you know. They want to talk about Jesus was black. I ain't he all colors. He said I made you in my likeness and yeah. in my image. Yeah. I'm just talking about equality for this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I can go and walk in a car lot. And I walked in first, but they come running to you to serve you and act like I was invisible. 
I walk in the, in the grocery store and I'm in line and I need to be waited on and this line is long and they open another one and they come get you out the line and say, come on. But this is what we deal with. This is what we deal with. I laugh, I chuckle, but how much can I chuckle and how much can I laugh about when I'm watching you bluntly, blatantly just saying that my life don't matter. I have no value. I, I you, you know, you know what I'm saying? So this is the argument. And so, yes, it's brought into the church because the church picks up that ball and still runs with it. Yeah. And do you think, so we have, we have black churches mm-hmm. and we got white churches. We've got Mexican churches. Mm-hmm. We got Asian churches. And do so, so we have those churches because African-Americans feel like they're better accepted in African-American church. church. Mm-hmm. The whites feel this way. And then we look at even the way of the services are, are decided, how they flow. Mm-hmm. It's different. And, bo- and I mean, I can go to one, I can go speak at one black church and it's, it's there's a program and go to white church. There ain't no program mm-hmm. or I can go to vice versa. It's the same thing. So, so that's even that's a divide. Crazy. Yes. And so, so, so why can't we just, you know, and I, I know there's, there's different, there's just, no, no, different churches, but my, my point is this, is that why, why can't we just, why do we have to, why do, why, the, why, do, why, why, why must there be this divide? Why, why can't, you know, I, I, I know of people, um, who will go to an African-American church. That's just too loud. Mm-hmm. But you'll go to a white church, the same mm-hmm. volume, but it's okay. But it's, it's acceptable. And so we have a problem. And we won't deal with that. And we won't deal with prejudice. it. And it, it, it is complete prejudice. And so, so this is just real talk. Y'all agree? This is real talk, guys. And, and this is happening in America today. 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 And so. Um, 2020. Yeah. Started in 1619 and we're in 2020. And we're still, still dealing with it. Still the same stuff. Still cycles. Still the same crap. That we have two questions. Come on. Um. Why do you think racism is prevalent after 40 years? Well, my answer would be because we haven't dealt with it. We haven't, dealt with it. We haven't had a conversation. Yeah. We haven't sat in, in, in churches and at the White House. And we haven't sat down and discussed why is racism still alive in 2020? Why haven't we brought out a whiteboard and say the blacks hate the whites for this? The whites hate the blacks for this. Why haven't we, why haven't we done that? Exactly. Why haven't we dealt with it? And this is just the beginning of dealing with it. Yeah. The conversation now, and 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 I, and I buy every and I rebuke every every backlash spirit now oh, yeah. that you think because I really don't care. I don't either. But at the end of the day, if we don't have these small conversations to grow to bigger conversations, we would never have a conversation. That's right. And we haven't had one. And we haven't had because we've been too lazy. And well, that, come on. And so why is pre- why is racism so prevalent? Because we haven't dealt with it. We haven't dealt with it. We have shouted on top of it, we've clapped on top of it, we've danced on top of it, the organs played on top of it, but we haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And we want to call us super spiritual and want to say we're prophetic. Yeah. Well, if you're so prophetic, what's the Lord saying to you about racism in your heart in your and heart. prejudice in your house? Yes. What's the second one? Second one. Do you think fear is why racism must continue? Wow. I believe that if it continues, it's because of fear. Yeah. Because it started because of fear. Right. It started because of fear. Um, a racism started. And I want, to, I want to show you something. If we've really been studying this, we can track where racism started. It started way back when, when, when in, in Egypt. And it started at the, 
at the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And it started with Cain and Abel. And it started with Ishmael and Isaac. And it's, we can go back. And we didn't deal with it then. And now we weigh into now and we still won't deal with it. And it's because of the fear of if you equal to me, if you are out the same opportunities that I have, because I'm going to tell you this. We are very creative beings as African-Americans. We haven't had the option or the, the leisure or the, um, the pleasure of Brother Dory being educated like white people, going to Ivory League schools and, 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 and being in the right neighborhoods and, and, being, and, 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 and people sat down at a table and decided, I want to feed them dope and see what happened. I want to feed them syphilis and see what happened. I want to give them this disease and see. We, 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 we didn't have an option. White people did. White America did. African Americans did. They sat at the table and decided what our, our out would be. It decided for us. And so with that saying, you're saying that I'm afraid that if they come and stand side by side with me, they may outshine me. They may outgleam me. But just give me a chance to see. Mm. Teach my son the same thing you're teaching yours. Teach my daughter the same thing you teach it. Why it got to be the color of the skin? Why we can't give everybody the opportunity yeah. to say, I'm going to make across the board, everybody learn. Across the board, everybody go. You got a question, baby? Okay. Across the board, give me the same option because fear sets in. Somebody say they think they all in. Somebody say they think this and this. So it's like you start this conversation over here. By the time I get to Sister Deborah, the whole conversation didn't change and the truth never got exposed. Right. But all we're asking, we don't want nobody to be afraid. No. We just want the same opportunity. But if it continues, it is because of fear. Right. It is because of fear. And let me add this yeah. and we'll, we'll take your question. Um, and bring it to another level, another, another, another place. Um, I've been in Walmart and Caucasian families here and they will, and a black guy will come into their area and they'll leave. I'm glad you're sharing it. That's what we got to talk about. And, and that's fear. That's fear. That's racism. That's prejudice. And so, but that's happening. This happened two days ago. Jesus, I hear you. Okay, and so How that's what we feel? need to. How did it make you feel? Horrible. I wanted to wrap my arms around the black man mm -hmm. and let him know that all white folk are like that. That's right. But it takes you to do that, you know. And 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 it just blows my mind that we have to, that that still goes on today. Just like not all cops are bad. That's right. You know, there's we we have to get to a point in this in this region, this region, in this community, that we're not pointing our fingers and saying you're all bad, you're all criminals, because no. that's what most Caucasians believe that we thugs and we niggers. Yeah, that's what that's 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 the that's the terminology. That's that's what people are thinking. They're not. That's the elephant in the room. Guess what else? Listen, on my way here, I was um because back in the day when I was a little girl, I'm gonna get to you to different because I want you because look, I was because that's what I'm, I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to talk about nothing now. Harry, I want to know. So, brother Dory, back in the day when I was a little girl and I looked up nigga, nigga was a little piece of wood, right? I was on my way here. It said. It has been translated and changed. Nigga is a color of skin. Yeah. Nigga is an African-American. It is a slur of a demeaning word that they call us. So you mean to tell me the Wikipedia, the dictionary can change what nigga mean? And we sitting there acting like we don't understand who got favor on their life? I was on my way 
way here. And I wanted to, because I wanted to bring it up. And I remember so many times, me and my husband talk about nigga ain't never told DeAndre just like that. Boy, nigga, we ain't no niggas. Niggas just not a little piece of wood, little piece of wood. Then I on my way here, it said translation. It had been turned. It, started, it got changed in 2020, in, 20, in 2000. All zeros, 2000, to a slur word, nigger mean black African-American, a derating word that they... Mm. So you can change it there and we can't change nothing in the atmosphere, mm. the culture? Mm. Ah, come on mm. here. Go ahead, Sister Deborah. Mm. I want to know how you guys as leaders and people are drawn to you. I mean, how do you guys plan to address racism in your churches with followers? One of the things that we started doing um, on Pentecost Sunday, um, Floyd happened, I think it was a week, that same week, and when we, when we started, we opened our church again on May 31st, and um, I stood right here, and you can go back, it's archived on our, on our, on our Facebook page, and I stood right here, and I said, um, we, we love all people. We uh, and, I, I, and I just declared it from this pulpit that we do not stand for racism, bigotry, hate toward any uh, uh, any anybody. Homosexuals are welcome. Yes. Um, transgender is welcome. Yeah. African American is welcome. Native American, and we we said that from right here, and I've continued to say that for the last two and a half weeks. Um, we're because I'm not I'm not you know pre COVID. Let me admit, I probably was a little weak. Um, I probably was a little, um, uh, maybe maybe a week week a little bit, but after COVID, uh, I came back as like a roaring lion, because we're at a place in America today yes. where we've got to stand, and and uh, and so how do we can how do we move forward at my church is we're going to continue to address it, and um, I was I, we had a conversation um, uh, when we were planning this, and uh, the thought went through my mind was, is this conversation too late in the ball game answer is no no because here's the deal anytime the the the, the male or the female that gets murdered by a cop is dead buried and gone the conversation stops that's right. and that's where we mess up as americans and as the body we need to continue having these conversations continue addressing it from the pulpit in small groups and, and the yes. churches coming together to talk about it we came together for the stupid blue moon fiasco about the blood moon fiasco why can't we come together for this yes Totally agree. And so, and so, 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 so that's how we're, we're going to continue to address it from from this perspective, um, because I think uh, it, it what happened to him happened to all of us. That's right. So if we're saying we're not of color, then it happened to all of us. That's my brother. Amen. And so, hopefully, that answers your question. Uh, the, I just think we have to continue talking about it, and we got to have the have the word. The foundation has to come from here, and we've got to demonstrate it out there. For us, um, for GCG, um, I teach love. I teach that, That's the principle. I teach yeah. people to meet them where they are. We can't really um, do a lot until we get the prejudice out of our heart for one another. Mm-hmm. And the prejudice, and, and it starts with inside because we're prejudiced against ourselves. We got things that we don't like about ourselves, things that we won't deal with. And so it's easy to pop my finger at somebody else. So we got to get people healthy, whole, and complete yes. so that it won't be so prevalent to say, I can't stand him. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. I don't like her because I got to deal with my inadequacies. Because the thing, the, the, the question here about the fear, yeah. that, is, that is like the biggest, that's the platform of prejudice. Right. Being fear of maybe I may like him too much and my mom ain't going to like it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I may all of the what ifs. So we got to continue to talk and teach God to love mm-hmm. 
across the board. Yeah. And if we're going to talk about John 3, 16 being the basis of for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, should have everlasting life. He didn't come to say that if the white people believed in me, if the black people, if the Asians, if the Hispanics, he said whosoever. So if I teach each one, teach one, teach our children, keep having the conversation that God loved all people. Yes, we have been disadvantaged as African-American. We can talk about the disadvantages, but don't be so stuck on talking about the disadvantages. Listen to me well, that you raise up some prejudiced people because you have talked about it so much that you didn't educate them on it. Mm. Yeah. And now you got some little boogers that's prejudiced and they're talking about, well, you know, no, you got to teach them. No, I want to tell you what happened, how we had the disadvantages, but this is how we overcome it. This is what we coming together to do. And I believe that it got to take small communities to reach out to big. It's going to be a bigger. I really believe we should do uh, uh, the unavoided conversation tour. Absolutely. I'm ready. Because nobody else is going to come to the table and talk about it. They'll have the living room conversation mm -hmm. and the bedroom dialogue. And the co-worker dialogue, but to actually have a dialogue where people can see and send in questions because I really want to know what make you hate this little black girl. What what make you so mad about my color of my skin? What what makes you inferior of my little black boys? What what makes you inferior? What makes you hate them so bad that you would take their life when they're not doing nothing for $20 for a traffic violation? You will take their very last breath because of the color of their skin. And I don't know about nobody else, but I'm an African-American that have black boys that I want to know what make, what can I teach him to tell him not to say? What can I teach him to tell him what not to do that he can come home to us? Right. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Anybody willing to tell me that's in a white land to tell me why? What makes this skin so inferior that you want to take my child? Or not only just men, but you got women that's dying. They pushing them down. They hanging them somewhere. I want to know so that we can say, hey, let's not do that because you that's going to afford you to live tonight. Yeah. I'm just saying. And no one won't have that conversation. And that's what we need to have. So it can continue to dig in the ground. We got to uproot some of those things. That's right. You know, we can have this surface conversation, but until we're willing to take a shovel and dig up the wrong and say, I'm going to plant good seeds, even though I've eaten a bad harvest mm -hmm. from this day forward. Not only, you know, I can sit down, you know, uh, 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 and have a conversation with an older white person, you know, on your side, an older black person on my side and say, no, Mama, that's not right. They not like that, Mama. I know you was taught that, but Mama, my best friend is white. And oh, I love him so much, Mama. Mama, no. And I got, and if I can't change your mind, I can change your mind, your mm -hmm. mind, your mind. Mm -hmm. And we got to dig up that root thing, that root issue that was planted on both sides of the fence yeah. from whites and blacks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I got to say this, and I know, I know we're not talking about it. That's what we want to say. We're not talking about it. Tonight, I come to talk about everything. Mm -hmm. I need my African-American brothers and sisters to get some pride in you and put an iron rod in your back and respect yourself and stop calling each other niggas. If it's going to make you mad, if he call you one, it should make you mad when you call you one. Amen, lights. It's cool to say, what's up, my nigga? What you doing, my nigga? But if it came out of his mouth, we ready to get a gun and get get a broom or stick and beat him. Put out the respect that you want back. Amen. Amen. Come on, baby. Go ahead and ask the next one. Uh, yes. Sure. Okay. okay, I heard you say earlier generational uh, choices. choices. It kind of reverts back to what Apostle just said. But what would you tell us, um, you guys, what would you tell someone that's dealing with, because in a sense it's generational hurt. There you go. You have grand 
teach their kids and their kids because you're still dealing with their hurt. How do you tell them to you? Because they've been embraced with all of this from their families and mama and papa and all of what they've um, ended. Well, well I, I, I'll start and you can pick yeah. it back up. Generational choices. Sorry, generational choices. I want you to understand. The reason why I'm not saying generational curses, because as I get in my word right. and I dig, God said when Jesus came, he broke the curse. Broke the curse. There's right. no more generation. And we as African-American preachers, that's what we want to teach. Scare people. That's a generational curse. That's a generational, I bind a generational curse. And I'm just saying for GCG, again, no, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. You do what you want out there in TV land or wherever you're at. Yeah. But God said, the Bible says in Galatians, he became the curse. He became the curse. Yes. So there's, I want to, I want you to say, I want to tell you why I said that. So there's generational hurts, like you said, generational choices. Do you not know because of that, we grow up with that generational hurt. So you got to keep instilling in the little boy, the little girl, and even the girl in you. I am qualified. Yes. I am yeah. good enough. They may not see my worth, but I won't negotiate my value. You got to stand there and you got to, like David said, you got to encourage yourself, yourself the when world. the whole world, it feels like is against us. We got to be the ones to say, but I am worthy. I am worth it. And tell that little black boy, you know, you know, we watched the, the, the help. I think that was, she told that little girl, you so beautiful. You so kind. You so smart. And she grew up to believe that. And she grew up to be fierce and she didn't care that all these people was coming up against us. And you got to instill those same things first in self and then in everything around you. I know the world is coming up against you. Maybe that's because they don't understand. Maybe someone taught them to be like that. But mama going to teach you about you. You are smart. You are powerful. You are anointed. You are kind. You are this. You're, you are wealthy. You can be anything you want to be. And those affirmations raise that child up and make them understand that is your fear that makes you not want to know me. Not me. Not I didn't do you nothing. It's because your fear. You won't get to know me. And you keep affirming them and you keep affirming yourself if it's someone in the room that you are worth it. You worth it. You were worth the cross just like the white man was. He didn't just die for that. Matter of fact, listen, guys, he stood, he, he was hung poly on the cross between two, three thieves. One thought he was all that in a bag of chips and the other one say, oh, you ain't right. You can't get us down and start talking stupid. The other one say, hey, hadn't seen one miracle. He chose to have faith that this man in the middle was worth what he said. Can you remember me when I entered into thy kingdom? Yeah. And he said, surely you should be with me this day. Mm -hmm. And so he had faith to believe in the man in the middle, even when he didn't see him raise the dead, heal the blind. You know, he didn't. And so we got to have faith right now, not only in the things that we, we living in, we breathing in, we're talking in, that God has not forgotten about us. Just like the children of Israel thought that he, that he had forgotten about them. And in a nick of time, Moses come and say, now we're coming out of here today. And I believe we are overturning. We are at the tipping point. And God is saying he took one little, little guy of an incident because these things been happening. We've been seeing people hands up and they shooting them with no gun. But he stopped the world for a moment for not only black to pay attention of what we already knew was happening, but the white people can say, this is not right. Yeah, it's the entire world. It's the entire world. And guess what? I know we, we marching and we doing all that, but you know who's going to make the difference? When we get in the heart of the right white person, the one that enslaved us is going to be the one that free us. Mm -hmm. Because God got to change his heart. Not just change the laws, but if I change the law and you still hate what, so what? Mm -hmm. I got to change the heart of man. Mm -hmm. And so when you see Jesus standing, being crucified between two thieves, but he still found value in them, y'all. And that's the thing we got to know. 
We got to find the worth, not in just our neighbors, but first ourselves. We got to find the worth. Yeah. And, you know, exactly what Apostle said, you know, but you got to instill that value, you know, especially if you're talking about the younger generation. You know, I know there's a question here that says mm-hmm. here, sometimes I'm afraid of my own race. Tell me why. You know, and and that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. People in your skin scared of their own race. Yes, sir. White folk scared of your race. They're scared. I mean, the, the fear is rampant. So let me, let me go back to you real quick. Is is You said something about uh, the generational thing. The only way to break a generational choice is for you to change it. To change. It's to raise up your son, your daughter differently. It's to speak differently. It's the language that you're releasing over your family. I remember um, uh, a few years ago when President Obama was running, I heard someone say in my family, I'll never vote for him. He's black. You know, and that was that was in my family. Mm hmm. You know, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a, de- a Democrat thing. It was most of my, the Democrat, okay? Okay, it was about the skin color. Because most of my family is Democrat. Yeah, it was the skin color. It was the skin color. And and but then also on, on your perspective, also, well, I'll never vote for Trump. He's white. Or he's this or he's that. And I get it. And I and I, yeah, I, I, I got what you're saying. And so we, we, we have to we have to we have to change our language. Change it. We have to change it. Um, what's I want the, to deal with the, the last the, question. Okay, well, sometimes I'm afraid of my own race. Tell me why. Well, we've been taught to be uh, afraid of our own race in some instance. If, if I've all been, if all, if from a little girl to a little boy, and all you hear is black people bad, black people bad, black people, they're, they're some little niggas. Don't play with them niggas. We be prejudiced with ourselves. You ain't going over there and play with them niggas. Them little niggas. Them little niggas. Nigga, 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 nigga. And then, so then I grow up and I, I had a, a, I had a choice. I made a choice, mother, that I would go in with a, say, middle class, in, in the middle class neighborhood, even though I lived in the bottom, I lived in the projects or housing or, or complex, but I chose to go to neighborhoods and deal with a little, little you know, had a little more cooth about them, a little more upbringing. And then I started looking down on them myself. So now I'm afraid to ride on the west side. I'm afraid to go on the store on the deep side. I'm afraid. So we, I, yeah, I, and same thing with white people, white supremacists, skinheads. You know, you see the head shaved, don't know why it's shaved. I ain't going over there. Oh, uh, you know, trade trash and all of that because we've been taught to be afraid so when you get to 30 25 whatever it don't change unless you integrate with them and see that all people ain't all black people ain't this all white people ain't that it takes you to take a take a step out on the water and say i want to see for myself right i want to see for myself right you know we all trying to get to our kids in the needling district or port nature's district because they're teaching real good stuff and it's sad that port arthur district is not they're they surviving. They're they holding their head above water. One finger up, two fingers. They're about to drown. But we're the richest city. They say we're the city that all the world. Every refinery. But somehow they figured out how we're going to give all of this, all of that, and then this little community don't get it. So we've been bred up to think that we're not good enough. We've been bred up to think, brother, it was in our house or our neighbor or somebody across the way. Even in your own church, you, your child sit next to somebody, oh, I don't want him to get that close to her, girl, because my son better not be dating her. She live in Prince Hall. Mm-hmm. You don't know she may be the next doctor. But we, we are bred on both sides of the fence. 
to be afraid of the skin color because of the upbringing, because of the central location of where they live or the educational system or, you know, you got a lot of uh, uh, African-Americans that's living in uh, Port Arthur, but they've migrated to Needleland or Point Nature to go to the school district. And then you got the other one saying, well, they go over there and we can't mingle with them. Why not? Why not? So I say that to say that it's the, the, the color of your skin has been taught for you to be afraid of it. When you decide that I want to go out and see what it is, not put yourself in hallways, not go hang at the bottom and hang with the crack eggs, but just put yourself in the next time you're at Walmart, let's say it like that. And you see someone, uh, one of my babies go, that go to the church, uh, she works at Big Lot, and she says all day long, uh, Apostle, they had white people coming to the, to the cash register said, after she rung them out, she said, baby, I just want to know Black Lives Matter. And she looked at her, she said, why are you saying that? She said, because I want you to know that you, I got value. You have yeah. value. I yeah. value you. We, that's what we got to do. Yeah. And, and, and because we need to know that yeah. you think that. Yeah. You know, and on that same thing, I've made it a point in my personal life, and I haven't said this to my church, I haven't told anybody this, but anytime I, I, I literally run into uh, someone working, um, I was at Lake Charles uh, spending the night over at, a, at one of the casinos the other night. And um, you was at the casino. I was. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, somehow I won two free one rooms and hey, I went. And so, um, but there was um African American boy and he was uh, this African American lady who was drunk, spilled her drink everywhere. And, and the person who had to clean it was African American. Mm-hmm. And I watched him. He rolled his eyes, you know, kind of chuckled. And um, he came and got his mop. And I just kind of watched to see what he was going to do. And, and I just started a conversation with him. And um, so, man, I said, thank you. I said, for what? Taking care of me. Because if you wouldn't have done that, I could have I could have yeah, slipped, yeah. fell. Was, okay, that's good. That's good. No, no. I said, dude, listen, really. Thank you. Thank you. And I told him, it says, people my skin color may not, don't want your job. And I told him, I said, you matter. You're significant. I was at a church in, um, in Louisiana, in Marksville, and at a hotel. And um, it started raining, and it was right before service. And, um, and I, I, the parking lot, the, my car was parked way over here, and I was over here, and I'm not getting wet before service. And so I sat in the, in the foyer, and the guy, the, the the attendant at the front desk was was African American, and and he sat there just playing on his phone. I said, "Well, let me let me see what's up." And I said, "Man, what you what you doing?" And he said, "I'm playing a video game." I'm, okay. Um, what you what you think about what's going on? He said, "What's going on?" I said, "Well, you know, you know Floyd and stuff." Oh, it's life, man. No. I said. Well, it's not supposed to be life. And I said, and I told him, and I said, I said, I'm sorry that, you know, you're having to go through that and that you think it's normal. It's normal. Jesus. And he started crying. And I sat there and I told him, I said, let me tell you something. I love you. Because why would you love, so you don't even know me. So because it's not about knowing you. It's about my respect for you. I, I love you as a human being. Yeah. I see you. That's the right. I see you. I don't see you as insignificant. I see you as significant person. Yes. And if, and if we, if we, as let me talk to the, my what, Caucasian friends, if we can begin to act in that way, 
where we make it a point. Anytime you run into someone of a different uh, skin color, Native American, Hispanic, African American, it doesn't matter that you make it intentional to smile, to say hello, to do something to know that, to make sure that they know they, that, they, that you see them. Because so many times, I, you could be walking down Walmart, uh, just, I'm sorry, you could be walking down Walmart, and you're just passing people up. You're not paying any attention. But if we're called to be men and women of God, led by the Spirit of God, then the Spirit of God should be drawing us to somebody and we should be impacting somebody's life everywhere we go, no matter the color of the skin. But I just want to encourage those that are watching that are, that are my skin color. Make it intentional to love somebody. And don't be so busy going through your day. And it can go for both, both races, all races. Just know that they're, they're, they're not black. They're, they're human. They're, they're human. They're humanity. It's humanity, yes. We're all humans in this thing called life together, trying to make a living, trying to make a life, yes, trying yes. to please the Father. And we, with a lot of hands, make a light load. Yeah. Light. I didn't say white. Light. Light. That's right. You took the words out of my mouth because I was saying if we just took the time to look at people as humanity. Humanity. Humans. Not putting color on it. You know, I, I, it's been times that, uh, Pastor John, that we've been in the grocery store, in any store, and uh, my home has over a six-figure salary, and not boasting or bragging, just using his illustration. And a white lady grabbed a purse by my husband. Right, right. And I'm like, nobody even looking at that like that. Right. You know, I've never seen an African-American lady and a, black, a white man pass by a white girl. They grab, grab their purse. stuff. I neither. Because we ourselves have put them in uh, inferior saying that they won't steal, but somebody of my color will. And it's still to go back to somebody saying, I'm, I'm afraid of my own race. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's some white people that they kind of know who they are. And they, they be in the store and see a certain person that they can recognize on that side of the fence and say, I'll grab my purse. We'll go to stores uh, and, and they'll follow us around the store. And I'll watch white people fill their purses up with stuff and walk out of Bell's, but you didn't follow them. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law was the uh, manager of Bell's in Citramal, and they kept the uh, Ralph Lauren and, 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 and all the Jabot's jeans up front. <laughs> yeah. And we walk in, and, and, and loss prevention is on our tail, because I'm only going there to buy perfume anyway. And I'm standing at the counter next to that, and they come with a big purse and take just sweep it out. But nobody paid them attention. But you followed us. These are the type of things. Mm -hmm. If you, if I'm not watching black or white, I'm watching. If I'm lost prevention, I'm walking every watching every person come through the door. Mm -hmm. If I'm lost prevention, I'm walking. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That matters because then I'll say, well, I don't feel no kind of way because he watched them just like he watched me. Mm -hmm. She watched it. Yep. Equality. Yeah, and this is real life. This is truth. Yeah. This is truth. Anybody ever been somewhere and you felt like a penny weight don't change because? They made you feel like that. Mm -hmm. You went there with the thought like, oh, I'm going. And then because they did, it was right. so bad. And you're like, you just got your stuff. So I'm going to go back home. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll interject here. And you know, we're st still streaming. So if you have questions or want have any comments, feel free to share those guys that people that are here, you're welcome to share as well. I was at an African-American church. And I'm going to share my, my, my story. I was at African-American church a few years ago. And a friend of mine was preaching. And said something uh, was, was unifying. 
And so um, I took it upon myself to, I was the only pastor there, um, uh, of, of my skin color. And um, I walked over there and I just, and I know these, I know these, I know, I know that these, this couple, this, these preachers and walked over there and I just, you know, put my arm around them and said, Hey, I love you, support you. We can, you know, we can, we can solve the racism problem in this region, in this community. And I was standing there and uh, my friend was preaching and, um, he said something. So I, I, I moved up just a little bit. And the next thing I knew, the preacher I was with motioned for another African-American preacher to come stand by her instead of me. Just kind of pushed me out of the way and said, come over here, come stand over here. And that made me feel some type of way. And I was like, and this is the very thing in the house. In the house a prophetic word was released saying, you can, the, the spirit of the Lord said, racism can end now if the preachers would come together and I come over there say hey I, 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 let's do this and pushes me out of the way wants one of her buddies to stand by me by her instead of me and I'm like and there lies the problem that's the problem and it's on both both sides and I'm not here to help y'all with a white person doing it to me Apostle Jay going to anniversary and I asked some of the people to come with me, you know, because I know it's really about, it's about the fellowship, but most of the time, it's about some money. And I said, well, we're going to go eat, but we're going to do this. We're going to go here. We're going to show our support. Well, because I'm not nobody, you know, in their eyesight, but I'm everything to God. Amen. And I walk in there and, and I had people with me, but they hadn't parked. And I, I went on the park because I knew I wasn't going to be long because I already feel that spirit mm -hmm. of division. And I'm talking about African-American people. Mm -hmm. And I walk in and I'm invisible. Mm -hmm. It's packed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just think I'm so loud. I walk in and it's packed. <laughs> and I, I wait and I wait to be seated. I wait and I wait to be seated. And I wait and I wait to be seated. And I wait. And so then this indignation that Apostle Jay has, like, boo, I am somebody. Don't you know you should be glad that I walked <laughs> in this building? And so I just called the little young lady over. I said, here's my love offering from GCG. Tell your mom and, your, 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 and, the, and, and the bishop that I love them, you know, and because no one begged for me. But I'm standing there waiting, and then they beckon for people around me. And then when I walked out and I met with my babies, I'm like, hey, where we going to eat? Go to Corral. Then this other guy, because he had been deemed somebody, mm -hmm. says, Oh, you leaving? I said, yeah, they have room for me. They had room, but they didn't invite me to go sit with the people because, you know, evidently I ain't one of them people, and so I'm good because I won't let you know I'm not offended. Well, if you walk in with me, then they're going to sit you. Baby, I don't need you to open the door nor close it. If I'm not important enough just being a daughter, mm, 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 mm. just giving my time to come over here to celebrate you, mm. I don't need you, and I'm not trying to be ugly. See, that's what they don't like about Apostle Jay. Apostle Jay going to keep you together. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So and, and it was like, you serious? I'm like, girl, what are we going to eat? I'm hungry. Ain't you hungry? I'm hungry. Let's go eat. And I'm okay with it because I understand. So I'm saying that to mm -hmm. say it's even in the on both sides of the fence, yeah. but it's even with our own race. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to talk about getting the temperature together. We want to talk about getting the people together, but you got to start getting yourself together. Yeah. It got to start within you. What, who died and made you think you better than me because you are a high yellow person or you darker or your hair longer, you got crinkles in it. Or, no, 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 no. For God so loved the world. That's right. That he gave his only begotten son. That who? For humanity. So 
And that's what we got to get back to the essence of. Right. Are we going to always see white people thinking they better than black people and I'm going to kill you. And then black people think they better than the next color black person and I don't want to be bothered with you. And this white person, because this is your race, I don't want to be bothered with her either because she a redhead and I like blowing better. Same instances. Yeah. And we got to look in the mirror and say, God, what is your way? What is your will? I want to be what you called me to be. I want to follow your road. I don't want to add nothing to Jesus or take nothing away from him. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Sister Deborah. Get the mic. Now, don't make me talk on the mic. <laughs> um, what Pastor John said, when you said that um, the lady moved you over and evidently they both were leaders, pastors in the church. I want to ask, why do you think leaders, pastors in the church, not for myself, it would be predominantly black leaders because I have seen them do this for years. It's, it's, it's tiring. It's enough of it. Why do you think, do you think, I have two questions sure. in one. Do you one think that they should be leading because people is in the church watching them do this? And then two, why do you think it's predominantly in the African-American race that they, in churches, develop these cult-like communities Jesus. where their members have to have a closed ear and a closed eye to a message that may come from an opposite race or even their own race? Mm. The person can only be welcome to who they seem or deem to be welcome. Mm. Okay. Go back to your first one. What was your first one? The first question is, do you think these people should be leaders? Okay. I don't think anyone that has a prejudiced heart uh, should be a leader at all. Um, I think they need to be sat down and their bishop should sit them down. Or if they, if they, if they, if, if they have any kind of conscience, should sit, sit their self down. Yeah. Um, Secondly, because Jesus didn't say hate all people. He said love all people. Secondly, and I, that, that, that could go, the second point could go did a few different ways. Um, a white lady told me once before, you should you preach at a lot of black churches. And I said, yeah, and I, I love it. I love every minute of it. As an action, I prefer preaching, preaching to black people, white people any day. And and I got to be careful. I want to be careful about how I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't preach um, for the most part, unless the. Uh, I don't preach black. And normally, normally, a white preacher ain't going to be invited to a black church if he's not screaming and hollering and getting everybody emotionally frenzied up and you know running around and no i can do that i can get i can get you going i mean uh that's i mean i can do it i can grab my change my voice i can get the organ I can, hey i'm good i can do it um but generally a white person is not going to be invited to a black church because the, the the leaders think oh well they don't fit our they don't fit what we do here they, they that we can't do that um, now to go back to what you said, repeat what you said. I got a lot going on in my mind right now. Yeah. The second question is why do you think yeah. in predominantly 
black African American churches, black churches, the leaders develop a cult like following where the the other belief like these you have Saint John Church can't talk to Saint Peter Church. Mm-hmm. And we don't communicate with each other. And then you can't you you know, you label each other by I belong to the gathering or I belong to Jesus. Well that the why why the, the, that, that that's not your black church. That's everybody. Well, I think I think because they don't, the leaders may not trust outside of their own circle. Um, you know, and I say it's, it's not just the black. It's the, it's the, I, I can have somebody come to my visit my church that goes to another church, predominantly white church, and that pastor will get mad at me because they're visiting my church. Well, I didn't invite them. Because, well, the reason why they feel that way is because they're in, they're, they have uh, uh, insecurities, and that and that and that little boy, that little girl that's been wounded, have they never dealt with the wound? And they keep they they just want to they want to talk about it, but they don't want to get healed from it. And so so if if so, who cares if Joe Blow wants to visit my church? Let him. And it shouldn't it shouldn't spite you in any way. We're all the body of Christ. Now, if I'm if I'm a heretic. If I'm preaching error, then that's one thing. You're gonna say, "Hey, baby, you ain't going over there." He's a heretic. He's preaching error. But I mean, if we're all the body of Christ, then what's the big deal? All right. If if, if my mama wants to go visit Pastor Nico's church, baby, I go. <laughs> I don't care. You know. Well, I want to answer that. Did I answer your question yeah. at all, or did I dance around it? Because I want to answer the question. Okay. All right. And okay. my opinion on it is the first question is about if they're doing all that in their leaders, people have a tendency of recycling what they know. It's a recycled behavior. If my pastor taught me how to do That's it, true. or my bishop or my apostle or whoever was my leader taught me how to be this person, then even if I'm not sure if I'm in error or am, I'm going to teach the next person how to recycle. So mm-hmm. we have recycled behavior and we got recycled coachship because we take ownership. That's our power. Mm-hmm. My power is to be able to preach to you, not raise you up, mm-hmm. not sit you, not send you, not to grow you up in the things of God, sit but there. to sit you so I can be empowered that I got some people to preach to, beat to, beat on. And so then we become cult-like because if I let you go here, Pastor John, he may preach the real truth and your spirit right. may wake up and then you're going to come back and either ask me a question or never come back. So I take ownership of people. It's slave-like. And because I've always been taught, you there you go that I'm never good enough, I'm always fighting for position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even within the body within of, of the what body. I, I'm still fighting. Uh, 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 Benicia, I just want to be with Benicia because Benicia, I think she's below me and so Benicia's going to always make me feel good and always, oh, apostle, apostle, apostle. So I don't want to be with uh, Sister Shanika because Shanika kind of thinks she kind of got something I got and I don't want to be with her because, and I don't want them to come together because Shanika may tell her, girl, you just pumping up. So we have to take this ownership but because we've been in the slave mentality. It, rather, you were taught it but it's in the bloodline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we teach how to be enslaved to each other. You can't go listen to nobody else. It's a cult-like mentality. I don't want you to know the truth, the unadulterated truth about what this book says. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you get an inkling to go over across the fence to St. Peter and we St. Paul, St. Peter may be preaching something that wake you up. Mm-hmm. And then right. I lost the member. Right. Not that we want to birth out a soul. Right. We want to add to the kingdom. The Bible teaches us that the hell is enlarging itself daily. 
Mm-hmm. But what about heaven? You know, I was thinking too, you know, and, other, uh, and this is not going to be popular, but I don't care. Preachers like to control. Because it gives them a high. Well, if it, it, it's, you know, and, and, and a lot that I see even growing up and, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, they want to put a thumb on you. I'll never forget when I first started having gatherings, meetings, prophetic meetings. Oh, Lord, he shouldn't be doing that. Oh, what's he thinking? What's he trying to do? Trying to start a church? No, honey, I'm just trying to have church because you ain't doing it. And so we're, we're at, so it's, so, so it's, it's, it's control. They want to control. They want to make sure that you're, you're under their thumb. And, and so that's, to me, that's a lot of it too. And it's, again, it's, it's a, it's a, um, right. Fear of living, losing a member. Thank you. Go ahead, brother. Preaching the same thing, you know. Why is it any different? We're preaching the same thing. Supposed to be. Are we, are we supposed to be added to the kingdom? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're supposed to be added to the kingdom, and you know, with uh, what I love about my apostle is, uh, no matter what position you're in, no matter what calling you have, no matter how much all you can have for all. I'm not gonna say she's gonna put you to the test, but she wants your all. She wants your all to flow. You know what I'm saying? And she her her, her, her one thing she stands upon is everybody has oil, and we all need each other oil. We all must be, the word said encourage your brother and sister. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Say, confess our sins to each other mm-hmm. so that we may be encouraged, so that we may be prayed for. You know what I'm saying? So and and and, and as a bishop, as an apostle. I may, I may have something on my heart that I need you to pray for me for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, if I, I, I'm only saying that uh, to just say, you know, uh, the leaders don't even understand how much they, in, in religious churches, uh, religious ministries, I'm not going to say churches because we all the churches, so the religious good. ministries. Very you know, good. So, um, we, we have so much division in the ministries. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's because we run away from the truth. We let our will Subside uh, uh, overweigh the will of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we, what we want in the church, or how we feel like our ministry should operate, we let it overweigh what God, how yep. God wants us to operate. Yep. You know, and, and, and that's where the division comes. And, and I think every ministry, because it ain't no, it's, it's no reason. I'm gonna say because I grew up in Florida, it's no reason for other shit have that many ministries, <laughs> and they all not together. Right. If we all preach the same thing. I belong to a ministry, and, 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 and I'm not going to say I feel like I was spiritually, I didn't understand it. Like, at, at a certain ministry I was attending, that, uh, you know, uh, I, I popped the so I asked the pastor, the answer he gave me, you know, and I often heard people. And I didn't understand until I actually started living mm-hmm. the word, studying my word, and my mind was open to so much more. You know, uh, of, in Hebrew, I just read Hebrew. You know, we, we all, we, you know, at a certain level, we're not supposed we're not supposed to desire milk. You know, uh, spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, we all uh, supposed to start eating meat. 
right, know, right. Supposed to mature, and his lifestyle is living in the spirit. Yes. So you know, I didn't understand it until I really started living it and studying it. And I'm like, wow. Let me ask you this. So you can keep the mic um, for a moment. <laughs> um. So we're not naming any names, but um. So when you were in that ministry, you were not growing, correct? Is that what you're saying, basically? All right. And so when you began to study the word, you began to grow. Okay. Do you, and this is just this is just for the room. Just to put it out there. Did the did the ministry you were at? Did they encourage you to read the word, or did it all depend on the man of God or the woman of God from the pulpit? Because here's the deal: in the American church today, the American church today wants you, uh, the, the 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 congregation, to depend on the man or woman of God to feed you the Word of God. When it, it should be us studying the Word of God. Okay. And you don't have to answer. Don't, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. But it's just hypothetical. Um, but that, but that's the problem is that folks don't grow because the the preacher has 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 programmed yes, come on. the people. Well, I'm I'm I am the word, and I'm going to preach the word, and you're only going to get it here. And so then you don't grow into what God has for you because you're not studying the word. And the Bible says in the Psalms, I med- David said, I meditated on day and night. Day and, night. Yes. and so we have generations of people, millennials, really the millennials, who have no idea what this says at all. Because they haven't been taught anything. They haven't sat in a, in a church that teaches the word of God. They, haven't, they, they for sure don't have a Bible. Because they, can, they want to carry it here. And I'm not against that. But it's easy to forget about if you don't if you if you all you're gonna do is put it on your phone. You need this. And so my my I just want to say this to you, and uh, I'll let you have the last thing, um, the last word here. Um, I'm proud of you for studying this, because this is where you're gonna get fed. You're gonna get fed from her, your apostle for sure. But you can't just take what she says. You got to add to it. You got to get your nose in this and and study it. Study yourself to show yourself approved. God ain't just going to give you a position. He's going to have to work for it. We didn't open this church. I wasn't just given a church. I, my, my parents just didn't, didn't give me a church. I wasn't, I'm not that, you know, no. A lot of folks I know, their parents are, are in ministry. And they gave their kids a church. But no, but, but, I, ha, but I, had, I had to do something to birth this. I had to do, I had to, I had to submit myself to the Lord. I had to birth this. But I birthed it through the word. And so I want to say I want to encourage I'm going to encourage you to continue. Secondly, you ain't going to find anybody else like her. You ain't going to find nobody else like her in this area, in this region, um, or nor like me, um, because we both believe in empowering the people to do the work of the ministry. That's why we're set in the fivefold office. We're not set in the fivefold office to warm a pew. We're set here to release you into the ministry to impact the world. Go ahead, my brother. But what I want to say is, with the, the it was a, a, a religious ministry. Yeah. And what I learned, because I didn't understand the Bible mm-hmm. until I was under her. Of course. So, when 
And I found out about the fivefold when I actually learned of the fivefold. When I actually, you know, like I said, studied. In certain ministries, it needs most most ministries here. Uh, it's so religious and traditional. Only one person has a voice. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Too many be a deacon. Mm-hmm. But that deacon, I don't know if that deacon. I, I think I don't, I don't even know how it goes because I only seen one person do it. You know. <laughs> Everyone's voice matters. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And that goes leads us back to the black and white issue. To to say something Every about everybody's voice. Every voice matters. Um, with with the black and white issue, um, it's sad to see that 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 you know because we still hear because I want to we we've been all over the place, which is a good thing. But um, the issue at matter is to baby. How do we move? I, uh, forward in 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 with what we need to do as uh, brothers yeah. and sisters is that um, I was laying down and and we were talking about it and one of the things is our issues and I'm not talking about in the nation I'm talking about just in our in our region is that we hire in Port Arthur people from Port Nature's Vider Lumberton to police our people mm-hmm. they already set up with preconceived thought prejudice in their heart because they was raised to be prejudiced they are coming into our city saying i'm gonna get that nigga mm-hmm. i'm gonna get him mm-hmm. and i believe one of the things and i'm just putting it out there because i hear i, 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 I i'm unctioning and so in the same thing with very few that uh people hire from other areas port arthur to come in Nederland, you they really don't do that and our port arthur to go to port nature they really don't do that either but i'm just putting it out there mm-hmm. but port arthur district is one that will hire from all over the region with people with prejudiced thoughts when they first get there. <laughs> How can you police our city, our, our city, just Port Arthur I'm talking about, when you got people that's coming in that Momo and Papa taught them from the beginning to hate, and they're coming with an agenda. I believe in, and I said that about Port Arthur, but I'm saying this across the board. I believe in reformation in the police department, mm-hmm. that you need to hire people that's going to care about our children, that's yeah. caring about the school system, that our, our children's not afraid to come and say, hey, the bully did this, or they trying to make me sell drugs, or mm-hmm. that I'm not afraid because you know my Momo, mm-hmm. you know Papa, and I know you know him, so if I do something in front of you i have a reverence and a fear and an honor that i don't want you to tell but because we, we bring in all of these outsiders even in for the jobs that we see the hand that's going on in the in brother it's the smallest cities or the biggest cities i think it need to be more set at the table and really really going through these uh, these applications about where you were raised what we need to do some type of dissecting of their mentality you know we you, we got these people like the guy with the pdsd or whatever he had and they killed him you did not know he took pictures with barack obama Right. He was all over the world. He fought to protect you, and his life meant nothing because you mm. thought. So. so I think it needs to be a little deeper um, research in what we're doing. When first of all, when we hire in police officers, when we hire in people that's supposed to be in our community to bring peace, peace officers. Yeah. No, we don't want you to pat nobody on the hand if they need to be. Uh, uh, we want you to take the necessary measures for the necessary crime. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. If they didn't ran a red light and they acting a full taser, don't take out your gun and shoot them in the head. Yeah. 
if you can hit them with the baton, the little the, the rubber baton. But the first thing they think about, your life don't matter, so they t taking somebody's life. I need us to really think about it. And I'm talking to white America on tonight because that's why I'm here, because I know he has an audience that would never listen to me. I just want you to go and soul search. What have you taught somebody that's connected to you that you need to uproot the seed in? That seed of malice, that seed of hatred, that seed of discard, that seed of separation. God came for all of us that we may have life and have it abundant. Not one race of people have abundant life. Just like you can drive what you want, she shit too. They shit too. And I'm talking about from the Hispanic on whoever. But we have sat there and made ourselves think that we're seniority over a race of people and you're not. And I really need you to soul search on tonight. Because I know we're winding it up and I don't want not to come here and say the things that was on my heart. Soul search and say, have I been the one sitting at the table sowing a seed of discord in my family with prejudice? Stop it. Yes. And go, and it's not too late for you to go dig that seed up with your grandchild, your children, or your whoever, your next door neighbor, your jobs. It's amazing to me how everybody got to hire different races, but this different race, that you don't have to hire nobody in your, in, in your, but your white people if that's all you want. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. That's right. Go back. Have this conversation. Talk about the hard stuff. I'm wrong. It's okay to say, can you say it with me tonight? I was I'm wrong. wrong. Yep. I was wrong. African-American, same thing. It's okay to say, I was wrong, little boy, little girl, for you to, I don't want to hear, in my house, we don't say that, white girl. Matter of fact, um, my, my son, DeAndre, Nico, he was homeschooled, but he was giving, I was giving him a birthday party. And because it wasn't taught in my house, because God snatched me in time to not repeat what was taught to me. And so when we were getting ready to give him his party, he wanted this white girl to go to the party, but he, be, but he didn't know to say white girl because I didn't teach him that's a white girl, that's a black girl, that's a white boy. That's, I didn't teach him that. That's people. Mm -hmm. And they got names. So he said, Mama, make sure you invite the girl with the pretty hair. You know, the, the, you know she light-skinned it, Mama. She got pretty, pretty eyes. I think her <laughs> eyes was blue. And he kept saying, you know, with the stringy hair, Mama, the string. And I'm looking at this boy like, I don't know nobody with no stringy hair, pretty eyes. And so then I said, Becky. I said, Becky, yeah, mama, huh? And, I, and from that moment, I said, he didn't know to say the mm. white girl because he had never heard me never say, heard she's a white girl. That's a black. I didn't give him color. I gave him humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say you're wrong. It's okay to uproot that thing yeah. and teach them the right way so Girl, we won't be sitting down yep. talking about the next little boy or woman in the African-American that somebody killed yep. because of the things we've been taught. Yeah. Uproot that thing. It's okay to say I'm sorry. It's okay to say I'm wrong. Yeah. And so I'm watching. And so I was, I was, uh, we were somewhere. And, 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 and MJ said to Polly, he said, because he's, okay, we're in school. You see it on TV. And now they say on TV, white girl, black boy, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. And so he said, Polly, the white girl is somebody, she was pretty. Though. And Polly said, we don't say white or black. We say, you know, if, if she don't have a name, you said that girl, that boy. And I was so excited to hear that, that even in his life, yeah. that we're turning that corner to say, no, you don't say white girl. You don't say black girl. You say girl or boy, or you give them a name. Mm -hmm. And we got to stop this. If each one reach one to teach yeah. one better, then we will see our communities, our nations, our states turn around. We're able to march to the White House with our agenda. Besides, I want them to go to jail. After they go to jail, then what? Then what? We got to have an agenda that this is what I want in black and white, not only for black lives matter, 
Because if I sit here and make you understand that you got to uproot that our lives didn't matter, then the next time you go to the table, you're going to realize not just black lives matter, but the Hispanic lives matter, that the white people lives matter, that the Asians lives matter, that the Malaysians lives matter. Everybody's lives matter. But we got to start the conversation at the black lives because we're the one been oppressed, depressed, suppressed for what? For over 400 years. 2020, we still facing discrimination. Even though my money can buy what yours buy. But I'm not good enough to come sit at the table. And I, we need these conversations to be had in the schoolhouses, yep. the church houses, yep. and inside your house. That's right. If we're going to change the trajectory of this nation, we got to start our conversations now. Can anybody say we got to start now? We got to start now. Because it's time. If never that, that our nation needed time, it's now. now. It's time. Because I believe that what we're doing here is a rare situation. But it's not, it's not going to stop here. If we got to come every week or every month and have a conversation, answer questions, because I want white people to ask me what it feel like to be this, or why do you think about this about white people? Mm-hmm. Maybe if we chop it up and have that conversation, well, I never said that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. But if we never have the conversation, then we're still going to be calling color. We're still going to have each side of the fence thinking one way. So it's okay for you to say, as an African-American, as a nigga, as a black person, whatever your lingo is, because at this point, it's already out there. It cannot be ignored. I can leave here tonight, and y'all texting, you had that nigga on your Bible study. So the conversation has to start somewhere. They know not to touch Apostle Jaden, nothing foolish like that. But if we're not talking about it, what are we doing? Let me tell you something. They say hypertension is a silent killer. Anybody ever heard that before? Yeah. Because the aneurysm will come on you like that. Your high blood pressure has been so high and you don't know. But I declare tonight that silence is a silent That's killer. Right. Yep. When you don't say nothing about what you see going on in this nation, how they're killing these African-American men and women, then you just killed them too. Yep. That's right. When you silence about what injustice is and have been not said one thing, you are killing us too. Yes. Open up your mouth. The Bible says in Psalms, cry loud and spare not. Mm-hmm. Because if you start crying as my white brother or sister, then guess what? Somebody going to think that your heart was turned and then their heart will turn too. And then now we have a nation that's listening to both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. We've been crying that you're killing us, but nobody said nothing. But now you're crying that you're mm-hmm. killing us. So I need you to come to the table, whether it's your issue or whether it's your, it's your, it's your, uh, your issue or it is the way out. It is the solution to a problem. But I need you saying something. Yeah. We already know you think because we a nigga. But can you help a nigga? Out? I'm just saying. Because it may be your grandson yep. that's crossbreed, that they don't care that their dad is white mm-hmm. and they know their mama black and they kill him, too. Mm-hmm. Then what you say then? Right. I need you saying something. Yep. I need you saying something. And I'm just saying it on tonight because I may never get this opportunity again. But while I have it, I need to hear your voice crying out for justice across the board. Y'all. That's right. Go ahead. It's time to stand up. It's time to do something. Uh, what, was it, what, was it, what were they saying? If you see something, say something. Yes. It's time. It's, 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 let's quit talking about them. Let's do it. Let's become let's the it. body of Christ. The body of Christ stands for justice. That's it. For justice. For justice. And so we're definitely at TGP. We're going to stand for justice. And uh, we, I want you, the black community, African-American community, to know that we love you. We're here for you. We're here not here just for you, but we're here to fight with you. Amen. Shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. And uh, I stood right here on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st, 
and I and I and I told my 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 church that if something like that were to happen here, mm-hmm. I'd be the first one in the street. Amen. Because it's time. And I want to I want to interject this too because I'm giving a plea, but I want you to know there's not a prejudice bone in Apostle Jay's body. No, there's not. I love. <clears throat> all people that's right but i'm here because my god my daddy told me it was okay to put the spotlight on all black lives matter he said yeah we know all lives matter but right now i'm trying to overturn the injustice that's been that been spoon fed and shoved down their mouth for 400 years but i want you to know if you call me for anything i'm gonna be the first one in line with you i'm gonna be there with you because i love you mm-hmm. i love you i want you to know apostle j love you and guess what gcg love you because they are taught under the covenant of god we teach yep. the bible and so I want you to know that we love you and you need us. We call, we'll come worship with you. We'll yep. come pray with you. We'll come whatever you need me to preach because I'm not afraid of that. that I'm going to die whatever way God said I'm going to die anyway. But I'm here to plead for the justice of just being justice. Yeah. If we're going to say we love God, let's love, love, love God. And God, God loved all people. That's right. And I'm just here for that cry. I don't want you to think that I got a chip on my shoulder or I'm feeling some kind of way. But I am here to say that I need your help to help us. Amen. I'm coming to plead to my white brothers and sisters. That I need your help to help us. Amen. Your voice right now is going to carry farther than mine will. Because you know why? Your color has been privileged to go places I'll never go. Mm-hmm. Walk places I'll never go. Speak at places I'll never speak. And I'm asking you to help us. To overturn the injustice that we have been we have been given. Our little boys, our little girls. Now older women and older men. My brother is 59 years old. And he worked at a company. And I can say it because he don't work there. LNVA. And they put him in the back of a dump truck. He trained everybody on heavy equipment operator. And they told him, as long as you black, you're going to ride in the back of the truck. Uh, it could be sleep, hail, windstorm. He's going to ride in the back of the truck and you'll never get a raise. And he worked there. And he diligently worked there. And he worked there. And he worked there until he said, I have to quit this job before I kill somebody. Because they kept applying pressure to him. Mm. And said, I don't care what you do. You're going to teach him how to run that, that tractor. You're going to teach him how to run that backhoe. And I'm not going to give you a raise. I'm going to give it to him. And you're going to ride in the back of the truck where there's no cover. And it's hot outside. I'm talking about in, 20, in, in the 2000, in the millennium. You think I don't need your voice? I'm just saying, y'all, if not now, then when? And I love you, and I love you to life. Stop saying to people you love them to death. Love them to life. God said, I came that you have life, have it more abundantly. Don't you know power or life and death lies in your tongue? Speak what you want to see. If you won't change, speak it until you see it change. And I'm just asking you on tonight. Because I love you. I love you with the love of God. I love you to life. This is Apostle Jay from God Chasers Generation Outreach Ministry, where we are now relocated to Needleland, Texas. Thank you, Needleland, yes. for inviting us. Thank you, yes. Needleland, for accepting us. And we look to grow with a multicultural Amen. church. Amen. I want Amen. my church to look like heaven going to look. Amen. 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 And, I, and not only that, we just want some blend in. We want you to come in so that you can serve, that you can be used. Because everybody at GCG have a voice. Amen. Amen. Before we before we wrap up, I know we have another question here. Do we have any more, Polly? Jeff, do we have anything that I need to know about? All right. Uh, and then we have another one I want to go into. But this says, how many times did, did, did some assume that you were an expert on your race? How many times did some assume that you were an expert on your race? I can answer that just on my side because a lot of times 
<laughs> a lot of times when I see stuff in the news on the TV that African Americans did, I'm like, Lord, look at y'all acting up. I never thought y'all would do none of that, you know. And so, uh, and, and one of the things too, okay, for instance, transparent. The the the, the white guy that ran into. Uh, the church and kill up a bunch of people and then they went to the movie theater oh, yeah. and kill up a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the norm for a white person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when a black person get a, 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 a bazooka or a machine gun and go kill up a bunch of people, I'm like, nah, I just would have never thought that. So that's me assuming that I had the expertise on African American. You don't know what's in the mind of people, period. Right, right. You don't know what's in the heart of man because whatever a heart is, that's what you're going to see come out of it. Right. So I know there's been a lot of times, even with my own children, Girl, I would have never thought Marquis did that. I, you could have told me DeAndre did that. But when I sit down and I want to study and learn where we are, whether it's our culture or it's in relationship, then a lot of times I'm not bamboozled no more. So I don't no longer say I have an expertise or anything mm-hmm. because anything can happen at any race at any time. Yeah, man, I agree. We agree with that completely. Um, yeah, exactly what Apostle <laughs> said. Um, but I want to do this too before we go. Um, the, this is what steps do we need to take to make it better? We're going to go there in a minute, but before I do, I want to, to say this to Mike, the community that I live in. Um, one of the things that I'm really encouraging every pastor and every leader, every um, white person to do is to stop giving your opinion regarding the situation affecting the black community and begin to listen. Begin to listen. I, I had to change the way I looked at this situation Um because the Holy Spirit told me to one, but then number two, when I started asking questions, why do you feel this way? Why do you? And and, and I had to sit there and I had to listen to my black uh, African American uh, friend and say, I need help. I need understanding. I need to understand what is going on. So I want to encourage every person that's white to begin to listen and to ask questions if you don't understand something. I had to call Apostle. A few nights ago, is it how crying my eyes out, asking how do I address black folk? Is it black people? Is it African American? What is it? Because I don't want to offend. I want. I don't want to cause any more offense. So I called her, mm-hmm. and and um, because we 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 as white folk, we have to understand. We got to know how to how to how to communicate. And so I want to encourage everyone that's watching, pastors, leaders. To listen. And don't make it a political thing. God help us. This ain't a political thing. This is a kingdom thing. He's not even making it a political no. thing. So we need we need to come together. We need to have this conversation. And we need to uh, speak truth regarding this. Now, what steps do we need to take to make this better? Number one, we need to repent. Come on. We need to repent. And yeah. both sides of the aisle, we need to repent. Democrat, Republican, white, black, Native American, yeah. Hispanic, everybody. Yeah. Humanity. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn, repent. Bible Acts chapter 3, I believe it says, if you'll repent, I'll send times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Repent. Repentance is how we can go back and change history. Repentance. And then number two, we got to learn to love. If you, if, you, if you repent and nothing changes, then I doubt you've repented anyway. Because if you repent and receive Christ's love, then you love all people. Repentance removes the root of racism, removes prejudice from your life. So we need to repent. We need to love. And number three, we need to begin to um, reach out to people who don't look like us. 
and some African American friends. Don't don't don't. I I challenge you to smell out a white person at Walmart. My white friends smell out a black person. And if we can start doing little things, then God will do the big thing. We're gonna pray. And I really feel led for Paul not to take communion. So if you'll grab communion for me. And we'll do that here in a moment. We're going to stand. We can ask everybody to stand with us. You want to share anything else? You good? I just want to say that I love you. I love you. I thank you for um, allowing us to come. Uh, I love you. I love you. I love you, you know too. it. Um, uh, last week we were in my home for a worship night. Uh, a night of worship and washing and I think that's some of the things that we need to do together to blend to have that blend at least once a month or yeah. something or you know a quarter that, that not only we talk about being an example but being the Be example, the example. Right. being the example yeah. that we can have the temperature of both sides of the table to see God's not looking for a black worship or white right. worship he's looking for worship just worship for they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth yeah. can you truly come not set your altar aside. See, we want to say set that stuff aside. No, not come with any agenda, mm. but to worship. To worship. Amen. Amen. And so I would love to see that. I thank all of my GCG family for coming out because we've been in the house. They've been seeing uh, me on TV, on the, the live. And so I appreciate you coming out because we're getting our building ready and Amen. it's coming along. It's beautiful. But I love you, Pastor Jeff. And I love you, Pastor John. We love you too. And again, GCG, thanks for coming out. We love you. So we're family. I know many of you have been in our services before, but some of your faces I don't, I don't recognize, so maybe not. But we love you. We're family. And uh, those that are watching, if you can grab something, take communion with us, you can. Uh, we, I think it's important that, that this will seal what we did tonight. And, um, and this is not a religious thing. This is a relationship thing. Yes. And oh, I'm spilling it everywhere. <laughs> of course I am. And before we do this, I would... I would I would like you guys, if, if I know we're supposed to be doing six feet apart and stuff, but if possible, um, if you can grab your neighbor's hand, if you feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable, don't worry about it. Um, but I just, I just, I just want to release. We have, yeah, we have that in the back. We, we, I just want to release. So I just want to pray over us as a family and as a body. And then if God wants to prophesy, we'll go that way. But Father, we thank you for bringing us together tonight. We thank you for the thousands of people that will watch this broadcast and will be touched by your presence. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're, called, you're, you're, you're waking up your church, your body, to deal with justice, to deal with the injustice so that godly justice can rule in our land. Father, we repent tonight. If there's any hatred in our hearts, if there's any malice in our hearts, if there's any prejudice, racism, if it's Father, we ask you tonight to rip it out by the root. Rip it out by the root. Father, we're sorry for calling each other names. For holding offenses in our heart that doesn't even belong to us. That we were handed down from generations and generations of choices that elders have made before us that said you don't like this person because I don't like this person. And we've held these, these, these ancient rules in our hearts. Father, we ask you to forgive us 
and rip this out of our society, rip it out of our hearts. Father, we thank you that your love and your your peace and your unity is being released in this room and in our hearts. We'll never look at a black person the same way again. We'll never look at a white person the same way again. Father, we're not going to see color. We're going to see them as humanity. We thank you for doing this, Father. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for challenging us, for breaking this container of racism, this, this box that we put ourselves in because it's systematic, it's learned. We thank you that you're breaking every systematic, demonic structure in this nation. We thank you for it today, Father. Father, we take communion together today as a sign of unity as a sign of love and respect for life. And Father, as Apostle and I take the bread and drink the cup, Father, I thank you that it, that it washes and cleanses both of our churches. We thank you for a new slate. We thank you for a freshness, a, a rejuvenation, a new momentum. And we thank you that we're never going to go back we're moving forward and we thank you for giving us the boldness to have the avoided conversation we plead the blood of Jesus over this conversation over every person that watches every person that would share this we thank you for supernatural strategies that will begin to come to us as a family to deal with issues of injustice we thank you for it Father in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Father. I love you. Bless you. Amen. Well, thank you all for watching tonight. We love you. God bless you. If you would like to give to GCG, I'm sure there's a cash app you can give them there in the comments and you can bless Apostle Nico. If you want to give to TGP, you can go to our website there. And we love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next time.